0: But here we are, welcome to the podcast, Danielle Moralia.
1: Hi. (laughs) Hello. Did we start already?
0: Welcome. That's the beginning of Everybody's Wrong by my guest for this episode, Danielle Moralia and her band, The Glory Junkies. A little house cleaning before we dig into part one, folks. First, it's my podcast anniversary. I released episode one of this show just over a year ago and hit an episode in 11 out of the past 12 months. There are now a few hundred of you subscribing. And uh, anywhere from half to all of you tune in for each episode. So it seems like I must be getting the hang of this. Thank you. Thank you for checking it out. Uh, The only thing that could be better is if all few hundred of you supported what I'm doing here with a dollar over on my Patreon page. Every podcast I do is released in two parts, and part two is exclusively for patrons. Patrons get to hear the full songs, not just snippets, as well as the best parts of the guest interviews and a lot more. Um... Of course, being my patron is also the way to get the original music I've been making, too. I release a new song about ten times a year. There's a new one coming in just a couple weeks. And those releases are all patrons only. It's an exclusive music club, but you are absolutely invited to join us. And you'll have my sincere gratitude. Uh, So if you appreciate what I'm making here, or if you appreciate what I do with the whole songwriting on the bass thing... Click the link in the show notes or just head over to patreon.com slash Seth Haran, all one word, and uh, help me keep bringing songs and episodes into your life for the foreseeable future. Danielle Moralia has been a staple on the Boston music scene for almost as long as I've been playing there. She's just released her fourth official album, All My Heroes Are Ghosts, with her band, the Glory Junkies, and she's been touring for the past few months in support of that. I caught her show here in Syracuse a couple weeks ago and the next day she sat down in my kitchen for my first in-person interview and we covered a ton. We covered her past, her present, her songs, her politics. It was a very wide-ranging interview. A few things to mention before you listen to the interview. Uh, This was my first in-person interview and we did do it in my kitchen. So I noticed a few things listening back that I didn't notice were happening at the time. First of all, the sound of our microphones is very different. So you'll hear ambient room noise change uh, whether Danielle is speaking or I'm speaking. I hope that's not too distracting. I tried to minimize it. If it sounds a little strange, that's what's up. Also, everybody's got foibles and idiosyncrasies. And apparently, Danielle is a table thumper. <laughs> As she's speaking throughout the interview, you'll hear this uh, quiet boom noise, this repetitive sort of thum, 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 thum. That's just her absentmindedly tapping her fingers on the countertop and the microphone picked it up. I didn't notice it was happening as we were doing the interview, but listening back, it's there. Trying to minimize it just made her voice sound funny, so it, it doesn't get in the way of her speech. Just tune it out. It ha- it's easy to do after a little while. And there's an occasional crackle of a cable. Again, this was my first time doing this. I'll, I'll know better for next time. But by and large, it's clean audio, and please enjoy... My interview with Danielle Moralia. All right. So the first question I have re- relates to your history, actually, because you are an art student,
1: writing some art.
0: I thought you got a fine art degree.
1: No. Well, I got. A, I have a bachelor of fine arts in creative
2: writing. Oh, is that yeah. what it is? Yep.
1: <laughs> because you paint. I do paint too. I don't anymore. I used to. I tried to draw the other day, and I suck now. <laughs>
0: Your apartment really used to have yeah. your artwork hanging up. So I
1: have a little bit of it still up, like the stuff that it, I couldn't even do that anymore. Some of the stuff that I have on the walls now, because um, what ha- what happened was I was, you know, I used to do visual art. I would write. I would, you know, play music. I hey, did your, all of that.
0: Renaissance woman.
1: And then I, but I realized I wasn't going to get good in anything if I didn't just focus all my energy on one thing. Okay. So at that point, I just stopped painting, stopped doing any visual art stuff, and I kind of regret it to a point. But you know, what are you going to do?
0: You were going to follow in the line of like Keith Richards and Michael Stipe, and wasn't Freddie Mercury was an art student? Was he? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Janis
1: Joplin was
0: too. Ja- yeah. Janis Joplin, yeah. Chuck D. Yep. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: was he? Yeah, was I think was? so. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> so you you decided okay, so creative writing. What was was your last piece of fiction that was non-lyrical?
1: I wrote fiction, but it was like loosely based on real things. But I never really finished anything. I did. I tried everything. I did. I took a children's story writing class. I took a poetry class. I took I took all kinds of all different things. And then I did a novel excerpt from my senior writing project. But I never finished the novel.
0: Are we allowed to acknowledge the existence of of, Mm -hmm. of your first album? You said poetry, oh. and I thought immediately. Oh, Oh, yeah, po- poetry. It's
1: existence. I mean, it's it's uh, it's cheesy as shit. But
0: <laughs> you you called your first record <laughs> bad
1: poetry. Yeah, exactly, and that's what it was. All right, so you come out of a creative writing degree, and you're like, I know words. <laughs> you know, I didn't really know how to. I would just like try to jam them into chord progressions. You know, I was like, all right, I'm writing this. I'm writing these words, and then I have this music and I'll just shove it in there. I didn't really know how to write a song. I kind of wish this was a
0: visual, like I wish we did video right now. (laughs) Watching your hands as you talk about shoving lyrics into your chord progressions. (laughs) It's like watching someone make sausage.
1: Yeah, that's what it was like. It was like (laughs) sausage music. (laughs)
0: So the latest record, All My Heroes Are Ghosts, is probably the most overtly political the, thing you've done. You know,
1: there's some non-political stuff on there, too. But yeah, it's impossible not to write about that stuff right now. That's what's happening. It's so present. The funny thing is, I was getting into just before. I'm not going to say, you know, exactly what that was that happened, but it happened last November. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll have to go look it up. Maybe it up. I'll Google, Google last November, November and see what you might be referring a thing to. Thing
1: happened. Um, okay. <laughs> but just before that, I was like starting to explore vulnerability. I was teaching a workshop, and I was I I was focused on the idea of being vulnerable in songwriting, and because I'm fascinated by that kind of songwriting, I I love writers who can do that you know it's like Joni Mitchell blue it's like she's just like here's my heart here's everything I'm feeling and to me that's the as bold as you can get is to be personally vulnerable that way I mean any of us can give our political opinions I mean that might be brave if you're doing it to a crowd that you know is gonna
0: lynch you yeah
1: (laughs) yeah you know like if you're not preaching to the choir but to actually get emotionally vulnerable in a song to me is like that takes serious guts so I admire writers who can do that. I was starting to like explore that a little bit more, you know, in my own writing. And then the thing happened in November and then all I could write about was that. One of the songs I wrote didn't, isn't on the record called The Morning After.
0: Oh, but you um, made a, that video for yeah, it. It's great yeah, too. so
1: that's, you know, that was, I guess that was like a little bit of both in there, like getting the vulnerability and the political in there. But then this album ended up being, I was playing with the band a lot. So I wanted it. you know, it was like, it ended up being more like, Politically based but also more like rockin' and that kind of thing. How
3: are we not running around like we're all on fire How do you have that calm look on your face? I guess you're cooler than me and not much of a cry.
0: pretty outspoken as a person mm-hmm. you are a person of fortitude and strong opinions you you're,
1: i guess so you're, you're, you're,
0: <laughs> i have always known you as a person of strong character and you are never afraid to be outspoken i mean it's 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 an asset i think and the longer you write songs yeah the more your songs sort of extol Cautionary tales of people (laughs) speaking their minds and having strong opinions.
1: What do you mean? What, like? So you give me an example.
0: Everybody's wrong. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) I mean, let's start there. That's pretty on the nose for what I'm talking about. I don't mean just this record, but over time, you've always had some place on one of your records where you have gone into the idea of two people in conflict over an ideological conflict, mm-hmm. or basically telling people to, you know, take a second and watch themselves, Yeah, right? yeah. How, how does this, does this come from personal experience? I don't
1: Are know. You? I'm probably, maybe I'm just trying to take the attention off myself. But it's also, I'm also like putting myself in there with it. The, like, all right, so I've had a few different people say, Oh, when I hear that song, a specific, whatever, a particular song, like it makes me feel like, oh, my God, that's me. Oh, and and then I feel like.
0: People tell you that your music, your (laughs) music makes them feel shitty about themselves.
1: (laughs) But in a good way, they mean it as a compliment.
0: (laughs) I just have to tell you, your music makes me feel like utter crap. Thank you so much. What?
1: No, I've had like a few people say, oh, man, that song. It makes them think, um, oh, do I do that? Which is okay. I think that's okay because, yes, we all do. We, we've all been
0: that person. I'm fine so with it. So in a way, it's, it's like pointing it...
1: out human nature. It's not just like, look at this
0: asshole. <laughs> you're <laughs> yeah. holding up the mirror. Yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. I just want to know where it comes from because you seem to be, just you're good at out. it.
1: It's the way I observe things, I guess. I was a little worried on this last record that I'm like, I'm making too many just like bold blanketed statements. Everybody's wrong. <laughs> all my heroes are ghosts. Uh, You know, I'm like, using a lot of everybody, all, you know, that kind of thing. But it's also supposed to be a little bit ironic too. So, you know, the the line is everybody's wrong but me, which is what we all think. Sure. Right. Um, But also, um, not to like sit here and analyze my own song.
0: Well, that's um... (laughs) where we're going. So go ahead.
1: (laughs) Um, When I was writing that one, you know, it's like, it's supposed to be sort of a little bit tongue in cheek, but it's also really sad. I was thinking about how, To me, and I'm not just saying to me, I'm saying a lot of us feel really anxious right now with the way things are. And then I'm thinking, well, I would, I wish I would like to be wrong. (laughs) It would, because, you know, one of the lines in the song is, it would make my day if I could make you see the light, then I could be gloating as we're going up in flames. So it's like the idea of being like, see, I told you so, see, see, I'm right. Isn't it great, I'm right. As like the, as we're getting nuked or something, you know what I mean? Like, and then you get to go, Yay, I'm right. While while everything is is horrible, you know, I'd rather be,
0: be wrong. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't
1: but I'm not, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs>
0: still get stalked by people who just like you for being pretty
1: no not that i
0: know of you've had to deal with that it
1: goes away a lot
0: in the past and i know you're not gonna say yes i have i know you're gonna say no no i haven't so i'm gonna <laughs> just put it out there and say folks not, she's had to deal with this crap a lot
1: not, <laughs> knock on wood i haven't had any like extreme things that i've had to really stress about nobody
0: has shown up at your house with a, a or you haven't come home to find a rabbit boiling in a pot no, on your stove no
1: No, no, no rabbits.
0: (laughs) Please don't play this for them.
1: They'll know I'm talking about them. (laughs) Facebook can be creepy no matter what. So people who have never met you can like be creepy. And, and it's, you know, like that, that definitely can happen sometimes. But I I think that happens to everybody. All right. uh, Let's let's not. Oh, wait. Oh, look, I have 30 new likes and it's like all the same dude liking every one of the pictures in your. That's
0: (laughs) kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not, maybe stalker is the wrong word because yes. people are allowed to like stuff to show you they appreciate you. I'm talking about the scenario where I've seen you post music. Yeah. And music is sometimes accompanied by a, a, a picture or an mm-hmm. album cover. Or you, you put a placeholder picture there. Yeah. You know, hey, I just did a photo shoot, so I'll stick a picture on this clip yeah. of music yeah, yeah, that I play. Yeah. And you'll get a comment from somebody on the picture with something like just gorgeous <laughs> <laughs> like hello this is music like yeah. and or and I mean, it won't be just right. one guy let's it'll be some clear. dude let's and there's
1: something clear right now if you want to call me gorgeous <laughs> awesome <laughs> but <laughs> keep it coming no
0: social i'm talking about how social proof kind of trains people Honestly, how to respond
1: the thing that more that i find if we're going to talk about facebook men on facebook <laughs> men on Facebook, the thing that annoys me more than anything, it's the, the hipstery mansplainy. I, I know I, I stop myself from posting certain things because I know I'm going to get a million opinions on it that I didn't ask for. And it happens. <laughs> I think you every just time. described Facebook. Oh my God. I know you're right. <laughs> but it's a specific type where you, you know, you post something Like if if I post something about something I like, or I post just, it could even just be something that's supposed to be funny, you know, like a smart ass comment about Mick Jagger or something, whatever, like just something that's goofy and funny.
0: You did just post something about Mick Jagger the other day.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you know, first of all, it's like, it's clear to me. It's like, this is clear that I'm being funny. And then someone will either like respond by not getting the joke or reiterate what I said. And I'm like, yeah, that's the joke. That's what I'm, that's, that's the joke. (laughs) Or, oh, actually, they were much better and da-da-da-da-da. I'm like, that's not what I fucking asked. Did I ask you? I posted, you know, they're doing this 10 albums in 10 days thing with the, you know. So oh I posted my God. Thriller, right? Because, yeah, and it's to me, it's like this, these are the 10 albums that were seminal for you. Sure. They were special to you over time. It, it's not saying this is the greatest album of all time or this is. The, it's like this is what was important to me growing up. This, these are my big key moments of listening to music. These are big ones for me. So... Posted thriller. Someone mentioned off the wall, and then someone else is like, "Oh, off the wall is way better than thriller." And but and I was like, "Yeah, this isn't a this isn't a which is better contest. This is what did I like." It's like everybody feels this need, and it's it's, it's I've women I've seen women do it too, but it's usually men.
0: (laughs) Oh, I agree. Who just are just like,
1: "Oh, let me give you my um, analysis of this." It's like don't analyze. What I just said is my feelings on something. Like, that's, you know, I...
0: You're getting kanye I'm
2: gonna let you finish. (laughs) I'm gonna let you finish. But can we talk about the tiger on the cover?
0: (laughs) Yes, and here is hoping that you will let us finish the interview, which continues all throughout part two. Thank you for listening, folks. Patrons, as usual, the best parts of this interview are after the jump. If you're not a patron yet, I hope you'll join us over at patreon.com slash Seth Haran. Playing Us Out is a song that I just used in the podcast a few months ago, but it's so appropriate for everything we talked about in this episode. I just couldn't help myself. Here's Nobody Nothing.
2: nobody Only see what you want to believe, so you'll never see the ace in the sleeve. Cause the story's overblown and their minds are overthrown. Cause everybody really only learns what they've been shown. You can try to press my buttons, we can try to have discussions, but one